Well, hello and welcome back to another episode on the Unbothered Blondes podcast channel. What I'm so excited about this episode, if you missed last episode with Tracy, one of our empowerment coaches, all about magnetic energy, I now am bringing on another empowerment coach, Miss Erica Menor. But not only is this going to be a new episode with a new coach, we're actually going to be doing a whole mini series with all of our coaches. So without further ado, Erica, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Hello. How are you? I am so good. Tell me, are you excited, nervous? Have you ever done a podcast? What are you feeling right now? So this is my first ever podcast and I'm actually like a little bit nervous. Not, I mean, and I don't know why I was like, I have butterflies in my tummy coming into this. And I was telling Dylan, I was like, I'm actually kind of nervous. And he's like, oh, I'm going to listen to you. And I'm like, you're not helping, (laughs) but I'm very excited to be here. Well, what's crazy is I know your personality and there are probably a couple listeners or even your small group members out there that know your personality. Erica is super outgoing. Like from what I know of her, it doesn't seem like much would make her nervous at any of our first meetups. She would just like kind of be the meter greeter, help host people, whether she knew them or not. She's the girl that makes you feel like you've known her your whole life and you're very comfortable with her. So I was shocked a little bit even to hear that you were a little nervous definitely I'm definitely excited but yeah I was a little bit nervous and you know it's funny you say that my parents have always said like Erica's never met a stranger like I would walk off with strangers as a kid talking (laughs) to them (laughs) I have no problems talking to people but I I don't know what it was I was just kind of like oh I'm kind of like I'm it's an excited nervous so nothing nothing crazy maybe it's because it's it's a new um endeavor it's something you've never done before Yeah. And and, I mean, usually like when I talk to a group of people or something, even if it's not like reciprocated, it's via video. So like I can kind of see, I mean, even though I'm talking to just myself, whatever, I mean, it's just something a little bit different. So yeah. Yeah. Well, um, number one, do I pronounce your last name correctly? I was thinking that when I introduced you. Um, you can pronounce it however you want. <laughs> How does it actually go? Um, on the, so on the PowerFit site, I have it as Erica Lynn. Just, I'm not married, but, um, you know, in case I ever got married, I didn't want to have to like rebrand myself. Um, but it is pronounced like man or woman, man or man or. Okay. Got it. But on our website, it's Erica Lynn. I loved that because when you were, you were one of our first coaches and you're like, I'm not married yet. So I just want to bring in by my middle name. I thought that was I, I did. I was like, <laughs> because you never know. And I just didn't want to have to rebrand and someone have to like figure out who is this girl. You know, it was this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get that. Well, I guess without further ado, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, your story, Tell me even like before PowerFit, Fitness Life, what led you to PowerFit? Just take the reins and tell us, tell us it all. All right. So my name is Erica. I am 28 years old. I currently live in College Station, Texas. I actually moved here right when COVID happened. I moved on a Friday and my office shut down Monday for COVID. I'm from, it's not a small town, well, compared to yours, Randa, but <laughs> um, I moved from Montgomery, which used to be a small town, and it still has, like, small town vibes as far as, like, everybody knows everybody. You can't do anything without your parents finding out or someone, you know, the talk of the town, but, um, which is north of Houston by about an hour and a half, two hours now, um, and as far as, like, fitness-wise, I've always been interested in fitness, and it's kind of, like, evolved over the years. I grew up, and, I mean, we had we had land, so in the country um, with horses, and I barrel raced for a long time. 
And I actually ended up giving that up and going to cheer, which is like, I'm, I feel like I'm not your typical cheerleader. I was, I'm a very, like, I'm a guy's girl. I get, you know, I can get down and dirty with the guys as far as like going mudding and horseback riding and all that stuff. So I was never like that typical girly girl cheerleader, but I cheerleading was, you know, my passion for forever. I did that all the way through high school at one point. I I also feel, let me say this real quick. I also feel like cheerleaders, sometimes they don't know football that well or whatever sport they're cheering for and I feel like you would bring that value to the uh yes I was like even now because I go to all my I have six nieces and nephews and I go to all their games and like when the cheerleaders start doing defense I'm like no no offense stop it (laughs) (laughs) so I definitely yes I know all like all the sports and things like that um but like at one point I was on five cheer teams. So I was always, I've always been super active, like very busy. Um, I cheered basically Monday through Sunday with some Saturdays off if there was no competition. And actually I got into the gym with my dad. So I used to work um, in the summers. I'd have to go into work with my parents and cause someone would have to take me to cheer after work. So they didn't have to drive all the way back up to the school. I would go to work and work the summer, but then my dad would go to the gym and I'd want to go with them. So he would take me and we were very competitive. So we'd be on the treadmill for X amount of time and we were trying to compete against each other. And then we would go and go to the weight section and no issues there, whatever. I loved it. Even in junior high, I chose to do off season because I like, I'm not interested in doing basketball or volleyball. So I just wanted to lift weights and be in shape and feel good. So that's what I did, like, you know, all throughout junior high, high school and all that. Um, since I was in ninth grade, I had told my parents I wanted to own a gym. They just assumed I wanted a cheer gym, but I've always wanted to own a, some type of fitness gym. And that is still my goal to this day. And it, Love it. it'll happen. Uh, yes. When I set down roots somewhere, but I just, it's everything so up in air of where I will be that I don't want to open one somewhere and then have to leave it. So um, that is my end goal as a, a future goal and still is um, as far as my fitness, I retired from cheer going into college because I got hurt my senior year and decided to finish my um, finish the season out hurt and just not do it in college. My senior year of college, I decided to come out of retirement and try out again. And after literally with two months, so not cheering for four years and two months before tryouts, I was like, I'm going to do it. And actually, that was the first I told my mom, this was the first thing that I've ever done that I didn't know. Like every time I tried out for anything in the past or like had run for office or whatever, I never questioned whether I was going to get it or not. I knew. Mm -hmm. And so I tried out and I actually I initially they put on there that I didn't get it. And I was like really upset, but they messed up and they forgot to put my number on the thing. And so I got it and I got to cheer my senior year of college, which was fun and another way to do that. Um, And probably like a really cool way to kind of close the chapter. Yes. Yes, it was. I got, I mean, because I always, I grew up, I was like, I can't go to AM. They don't have cheerleaders. That's what I said. Right. You know, I wanted to go to AM for the longest time and then they didn't have cheerleaders. And then I chose a different school and then I got hurt and I was like, well, there's no more cheer, whatever. And so 
And, and it just kind of ended up happening that I was like, I want to do it and I'm going to do it. And I did it and I set my mind to it. And it was, I mean, it was good. I'm glad I did. I glad I got that experience. And I'm glad I got to say like, I was a college cheerleader. Um, and then I, so I actually was a personal trainer for two years out of college. And what's funny is it kind of like the job just like fell into my lap. I don't know how to explain it other than it, it like really did. My mom was working out at a small boutique gym and it was actually on the, the lady's property. And she was the only one, like she was the owner and the trainer and she ran it. Well, she would go out of town every other weekend. And my mom was like, come with me. Like the, she usually left workouts and would let people go to the gym and work out. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, come with me and like, tell my friends what the things on the board mean. Cause by then I'd done CrossFit. I still like went to the gym by myself, um, you know, doing my own thing. And I didn't really have any training, you know, other than like doing my own thing and what I'd learned in athletics and things like that. So I was like, sure. Okay. Why not? And I went, well, I, the, she had forgot to leave a workout. So I just made up my own workout. And literally I knew two of the, my mom and one other lady, and there's a couple other ladies. So mm -hmm. I just led them through some workout that I made up. And, <laughs> and jokingly, we took a picture of them all like laid out on the ground with me standing like, Oh, I just kicked their butts and sent it to her. And the lady was like, who in the world is this girl training my clients at my gym? While I'm gone? <laughs> and she had talked to my mom and she was like, I've been literally looking for someone to, to do this. And the fact that I took initiative and just did it on my own, she was like, I want her. And so I actually learned so much from her. Um, it unfortunately, like really didn't end up working out because I felt like she portrayed herself one way. And like, in order for me to be successful, she kind of like pushed that on me that I needed to portray myself that way. And I've always kind of like pictured myself as more like the fun sassy person I don't like see myself as like like sexy in that way like in my own way but like in the fun sassy version if that makes sense I get that um, of you yeah and so I felt kind of pushed to do it like her way and um it ended up not long story short ended up kind of like falling through and but I learned a lot in that time frame because I was there for two years. I, you know, learned how to train people like from all different aspects. I trained a Ironman winner for his class. And then wow. I trained a lady who her goal was to, I think she was in her 60s and her she was in a wheelchair when she first started. And her goal was to be able to get on her horse. And, you know, she was riding her horse by the time I left and things like that it was just very cool, like. I love watching like people go through their transformations, like all about that. Like I'm a cheerleader at heart. Like I want to cheer. I, I love, love cheering that. people on. And so it's just like a very cool experience. Like I've trained a very wide range of people, like in all different aspects of life. And, um, and you get close with these people and learn their stories along the way. Like everybody like is working towards different goals, but the same and, you mm -hmm. know, the same, but different. And it's just, Oh, I love it. It's so inspiring and whatnot. In that time, I was actually kind of pushed to do a competition, which I really knew nothing about. Like I was, yes, sure. yes, bikini comp. Okay. I was seeing a nutritionist um, that was referred to me by the owner and whatnot. And they, like, he was good. But actually, after, like, what I've learned now and stuff, like, I was eating one serving of fat a day, um, which 
if you don't know what that is, it's like one tablespoon of olive oil, one fourth wow. of an avocado, six almonds, like ridiculous things like that. And that was all the fat I got in a day. Like wow. your brain feels like your brain dead when you're on that. And hangry is already a real, like a real thing in my household. But then on that, like, I just felt like really restricted. Like we weren't counting macros. It was a literally laid out for me. You get four ounces of this meat, this meat, or this meat, you get four ounces of one of these carbs you pick from this and you get a serving of fat at dinner whenever it was. And we, I mean, we'd go on the boat and I would eat my food on the boat. Like I would bring my, my little meal prep, eat my food on the boat while everybody was at the restaurant, like on the lake eating in there. And then I'd walk in there after and I'd sit there while everybody ate almost miserable. Um, and so it just, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't like, it, 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 I learned a lot from it. I, I try mm -hmm. to take positive from every experience that I have, even it, like good or bad, you know, whether it be relationships or, you know, like that job experience. Like I made so many good relationships in that time. I got to train some amazing people. I learned a lot. I learned uh, like things not to do or things that yeah, I wouldn't recommend. Experience. Yeah. And so it was a really good experience and I made a lot of good connections. And so I take that from it. And then from there, um, I started working at a desk job because my major is actually in uh, business finance. Mm -hmm. And I actually got my job through one of my clients. I, and he was the president of the company. And I always joke that like, I actually whooped his butt in the gym. And so <laughs> um, it was, it was fun. But I went from living an active lifestyle of, you know, working out every day and kind of like being on my feet all day long to sitting at a desk. And I kind of like lost my love of fitness for a little while. And I just, it just kind of set me off. And, um, I think it was, let's see. So I started in November. I, yeah, I was going to ask how old were you when you started this desk job? Because I feel like a lot of women kind of hit that place in their mid late twenties so, or something. Yeah, it was you know? mid 20s because I've been there for three years. Yeah. Okay. Three a little over three years now. And so, so like I'd have been 25. Um okay. and I started that and I like I really wasn't working out um that much at all. Like because I I was kind of ruined for fitness almost. And I hated that because it was my passion. And um but burnout is real especially yes if you're so yes especially yeah when you're restricted like that like you you go from one extreme to the other you know i don't get me wrong like i looked amazing but like was my head in the right mind frame probably probably not like i was uh, maybe like a little bit depression you know of depression even in there i wouldn't say that i was like full on depressed but like you know just mentally physically or maybe like some fomo even like you talk about going to the boat like have not be there when everyone else is like enjoying their meal and like yes and you walk in after like I'm being disciplined but I feel like I'm missing out yes definitely and I mean that was the whole like when I was um training and st stuff that was that whole summer you know and my family like lives on the boat in the summertime like that's how that's how we get our family time in and stuff so that was that entire summer I mean Sorry, mom and dad and brothers and sisters and everybody who had to deal with me <laughs> on the boat. At that I was time. angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I was at work at a desk job for probably a year. And I don't even know how I came across your page. 
but it was sometime in that year and I gained, gained weight majorly. Um, and just, and it wasn't made, well, one, when you're at work, like at a corporate office, they bring donuts, they bring like all the temptation in the world too. And, um, don't so y'all have like a celebration happen. for everyone's like birthday too, where it's like cake oh, yeah. and little parties. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what it was. And also like just not being as, you know, as active. Um, and then I, I found your page somehow and I just like clicked. I felt so relatable because like, you know, you grew up kind of in a small town, you were in, involved in everything, which I was actually involved in outside of cheer. Like otherwise I was involved in so much stuff as well. And I felt like our, you know, our vibes where I can be extra and I feel like you're extra and I love yes. it, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, connected with you on Instagram that way. And then you had posted about influencer stuff. And I remember filling it out. And in my application, I was like, I want something more though. So like, if I do this, can it grow to something more? Like, I don't just want to be an influencer or whatever. And that next month I got the, I got it. And that was that November um 2019 yes yes and so I got that and then a month I don't even think it was a month later you posted about the coaching stuff and I was like yeah I'm doing it and I sent all my stuff and I remember actually this was the first time my dad had qualified uh for Vegas with um the team rope and the world series and all that and so I remember getting like the hey you've been accepted whatever while I was there and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I don't have access to a computer, but I want to do it. I'll like, whatever, you know, kind of just like excited and panic mode, like, don't give my spot away. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, what's crazy is I, I now have gone through a lot of applications because we do influencer calls three, four times a year, mm-hmm. um, you know, coaching calls, we're, we're just growing, obviously not too fast to so try to keep it very steady. But that was the first that was like only the second or third ever influencer call and the first ever coaching call. And I remember explicitly when you applied because it really stuck out to me that this girl, I didn't know you yet. So I would say this girl instead of Erica, because Erica is like, I know you, but this girl applying, (laughs) I didn't know you yet, you know? And I'm like, this girl is a trainer. Like she's has this training experience. She wants to own a gym. At that point I was like, she probably knows way more about fitness training and entrepreneurship potentially than I do, you know, but I thought it was so cool that someone who wanted to do so much of their own thing wanted to be a part of what we had going. And it just really, you know, resonated so well because I already knew that the coaching thing was coming, but that round of applicants didn't know that. And I was just like, how cool that these things are kind of like merging together because, you know, now knowing you and you saying, I don't want to open a gym until I have roots. It's like allowing you to do, you know, a camaraderie of things and tie back in your, your love of fitness. Yes. It, it, and that's exactly like, I can say that, um, oh my, I'm like, get a little teary eyed and I'm not a crier. <laughs> like that power fit, like gave me back my love of fitness, you know? And, and I remember too, you were like, oh, it was this picture that did it for me. Cause I think when you I eating in the my pizza. stuff, you I did my pizza, pizza picture, <laughs> which is one of like, and that's one of the things like, yeah, of course, like I feel sexy in that, but it's more like a fun, like a fun, sassy, sexy type thing. Like, because like, when I put that swimsuit on actually and wore it on the boat in front of my brothers, they mm-hmm. like freaked out. And I'm like, 
I'm more covered in this swimsuit than my two piece that I've worn in front of you guys. Like what, you know, but it's just like one of those things of how like it, you don't have to show off that much to, to, to look good and be that or whatever. So I, it, it's just funny. That always made, made me laugh that you said that. Cause that's still to this date was one of my favorite photo shoots. And it's, it's me. Like I'm not going to not is. eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and for the listeners, if you haven't, if you don't know Erica or you haven't met all of our coaches, which you can do so on our website at power.fit, we have an entire empowerment coaching tab. Um, but Erica has hers on there and it's just like someone to think so outside of the box, but to be much themselves, but also to be like the opposite of what people think fitness is. Like she was truly all glammed up and in like the fitness bikini, but had not only was she eating pizza, she had the whole damn box. <laughs> I made my mom go get like 10 of those pizza boxes. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I need you to go pick them up for these pictures. <laughs> I love it. Sounds like something Grant would be like, you really need 10 pizzas for a fitness shoot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, okay. <laughs> but I mean, that picture, it just stood out. Like it was like, you know how like Elle Wood stood out in law school? Like it was like you stood out in this whole like fitness thing. <laughs> I love it. Cause I feel like, and, and honestly, like that picture is me like made over. Like, cause when I get somewhere, I'm like, hello, I've arrived, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I can be that way. So, <laughs> oh yes. But I said, that's how I ended up with power fit. And like, I, it gave me my love back for fitness and I'm truly grateful and I love it. And I actually like really enjoy being a coach, like, because the tools are all there for like them on the site, you know, and uh -huh. I get to like t put my spin on it and say like, okay, like let's break this down and make it, you know, easier for you or because fitness is not a one size fits all for everybody, you know? Right. I, I don't have kids, you know, so I don't have to work around that, you know, but someone who does have kids, like it, it could look different, you know, but I work a corporate job. So I have to work around that. And you, you may be a stay at home mom. So like you're fitting in workouts around nap time where I'm scheduling them around meetings and things like that. So like overall, you know, and, and that's not just one thing. That's just one part of it. As far as being different, it's not a one size fits all as far as like, you know, people have different dietary restrictions and different whatnot. goals. Yeah. Goal. Yes. Goals as, as well. So it's not a one size fits all. And I try to like stress that to my group and almost even individualize it for them as well. You know, and hearing you talk, even like telling your whole story to now I'm sitting here going, you know, I know that having a coach in a small group really helps build relationships for the members where they feel comfortable or safe, or they may ask more questions or relate more to somebody when they're in a smaller group rather than feeling lost in like the big community we've built. Mm -hmm. But I'm sitting here going, so especially knowing your personality and, you know, your, your background, it's probably equally as important and impactful for you to be able to check in help build those relationships, knowing that you used to train these clients and, and have re relationships with them. Yes, it, it most definitely is because I feel like I can be a better coach when I have that relationship with you. Even like some of my girls, like we don't even necessarily like some of our conversations aren't about fitness. It's about life, you know, um, that they'll check, they'll even check in on me. You know, they hear if I post something and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever things are going on and, and they're saying prayers for me, just like I am for them, you know, in their situations when I find out like one of them is going through a hard time and, and, and that's what makes it so like special. Cause I have like all these online friends that are 
like that I've never met some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them I've been lucky enough to be able to meet and hang out with and whatnot. But some of them, I mean, we're technically strangers, but not. (laughs) And there is nothing like what's the meme? You may even know it better than me, but there is nothing like a social media cheerleader. Oh my god! Potentially have never even met in real life. Hype girls, like seriously, they are hype girls all the way. Like some, some of my biggest cheerleaders on social media are girls that I have never met ever. You know, mm-hmm. and and I love that. Like it just it, it makes you feel good. Like hey, I have someone that I don't even know who's rooting for me and watching my you know my story and my my day and stuff. Like so, if you you can't show up today for you, like show up for them because they are watching. You know things like that. So, like they're kind of like a little also a support group and support system. I think that's so true. You know, like I know our members want to show up for the coaches, right? Like if I have a coach, well, I can't let her down. If she's checking on me, I can't just like ghost her. Right. Mm-hmm. But kind of what you said, even for me on the days, cause no one wants to do it every day. Like people have bad days. People have days where they haven't slept as well, or they're more stressed with work or family than normal. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you have this community, even on the opposite side, like I have so many people that look up to me, so I don't want to skip it. And I love hearing that you coaches kind of put that same, um, you know, aspect for y'all. So it's almost like very mutually beneficial for the small group members to you and you to them. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like maybe I even get more out of it, you know, than they do. Who knows? Just because like, like one, I live off of like helping other people and like in, in reaching their goals and things like that. Like I love, I love that. That's like one of my favorite parts about this whole thing. And and so, like, it, it's equally as beneficial for me, if not that maybe in selfish way of saying that. But <laughs> I love to hear that. So tell me, um, what, what's your coaching style? Because I know a lot of people who maybe don't have a coach yet. I always tell them, you know, go read about our coaches and find someone who you maybe relate to. But maybe people want to hear more of y'all's coaching styles through this, you know, podcast series. And maybe someone wants, well, I want the coach that's like, on my ass or I want the coach that's like it's okay and you know I know those are so dramatic but tell us what your coaching style is because that may really help some listeners out there I do I feel like I try to gauge the person because like I just know growing up like even like you know just making it on simple terms not about fitness like how my dad you know disciplined me versus my brother was different I didn't need a butt whoop and you could look at me wrong and I I knew that I did wrong and it wouldn't happen again you know where uh-huh. my brother may need a little butt whooping you know kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the same like with fitness you know like you tell me one time to fix something like and I'll have it fixed um but as far as like when someone first starts out, I like to know like, okay, what's your experience level first? Have you ever tracked macros? Have you ever been in the gym? You know, things like that. Like, what are you, where, where are we starting? What's our base point? Because some people I may say, like, if you're coming from an injury or whatever, like I've gotten people who have just had babies and things. I'm like, okay, well, have you worked out before? We may need to start at least a month on the postpartum. I try and gauge where they are. Mm-hmm. And then like, as far as macros um, go, on that side of things, my, I remember my first time tracking macros was in college, like before I ever personal trained and I had a full on meltdown. (laughs) My mom, I had gained the freshman, let's say 15 or 20, let's be real. And I decided to join this challenge and my mom was helping me and I entered something in on my fitness pal and the, the pie chart, you know, if you enter your rice in that pie chart goes like, 
boom, a hundred percent carbs, you know, whatever. Well, when I put it in and I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm never, I'm not going to be able to eat anything mom because, because I didn't enter the chicken in yet. And, and like, so it didn't equal the pie chart out. And so I like had a full, a literally a full on meltdown. I'm like, we, we had already put everything in containers and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I was like, that's not, I already failed, whatever. And, you know, so looking at it now, like I, if, if you're a newbie and you haven't tracked before, okay, let's, let's not focus on all of these. Like, let's, let's start on one thing. Let's focus on calories for this week. And then, then let's focus on protein. Let's focus on protein and calories. And those are like my first two things. I try and break it down and make it easier mm-hmm. and not so overwhelming because I remember my first time doing it. And like I said, I have a full on meltdown. And I do tell my girls that when I, when I'm breaking it down, like, Hey, don't, don't feel sorry. Like, don't feel bad about it because literally I do, I do it now and it's easy. It's, it's like second nature. Um, almost. I know that pie chart wouldn't pop up till the end of the day because it messes with so many people's minds. It does. It does. I mean, especially when you're first starting out and you don't understand. And I'm like, don't even look at that now. Um, but now I know because of my experience in that. So I try to do that. Um, I do like, as soon as like someone's in my group, I do give them the option like to have my number and um, reach out to me for whatever, whenever need be. And, you know, I have some girls that like, like you face life events and maybe, you know, you aren't all on your fitness and okay, well, let's, let's not focus on that. Like, yeah, you have things going on in your life that you need to make a priority and let's, you know, your health needs to be a priority as well, but let's take a step back and, and go, at it slowly, like baby steps. I think when so many people try to do their fitness journey and things, they jump in head first, which I tend to be one of those people and like go 110%. But then you either have burnout or you've done way too much. And like, it's, it's almost not sustainable because like you've, you've kind of, you not restricted yourself, but you've made all these changes and it can be overwhelming. I'll give an example last year during the the big challenge i i killed it the first two two months i i mean i showed up i was like there like clockwork everything and um i found out after i'd gone to the doctor and i did blood work and i'm a weenie when it comes to needles so that was a lot that was the first time i ever did blood work Mm -hmm. and um they told me i had high cholesterol and i was like that was I to me that was a slap in the face I was like I'm the healthiest person in my family and and I have high cholesterol like no one no one and I'm so young yeah and 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 I was like I'm active I work out minimum five days a week I couldn't believe it like I was so shocked and um you know in order to do that like you have to like you should kind of cut back on dairy and things well I tried eliminating all of it at once like dairy, no more red meat, like doing all that. And then I got like, it almost like spiraled kind of out of control to where like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep up. I was like, this is so hard. Like dairies and everything, you know, I was like, I didn't think I ate that much red meat, but like, you know, what, whatever, I feel like I'm, I am eliminating so much. And I, and I was like, okay, Just that restrictive mindset can be debilitating. Yes. And that's why now I'm like, okay, let, let's do baby steps. Like if you're just starting out on this fitness journey, okay, let, let's make a promise to show up to, to 
do these power fit workouts three times a week. Let's, let's do that three times. If you make it four and five, that's great. But you promise for this week, it's three times and promises are a big deal to me. And I feel like when, you know, if I promise you something, I will be, I will not break it. Like, uh, -uh. so if I wouldn't break that promise to you, why would I break a promise to myself? And I think too, like a lot of people end up breaking these promises they've made themselves. And so then, then why are you trusting yourselves when you're writing these goals out initially that you're going to do them? So, and I think you're right. They're, they're putting way too much on them that even if they were to stick to all those promises, it's just too much. Exactly. So it's like, okay, let's, let's make these like simple promises and let's, and let's make it consistent and be like, okay, one month I, I showed up all three times. I, I probably did four or five too, but I showed up all three times. So now let's, let's make it five times a week. And, mm -hmm. and the same with like calculating macros, you know, you break it down and like make small promises to yourself. Like don't go from drinking one bottle of water a day and, you know, a gallon of tea or whatever to I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. Like, it, like, let's, let's try for, you know, even let's do three, four bottles of water a day and the rest tea and, and, and work your way to that gallon. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think then when you do that and you create these healthy habits and whatnot, then you are more likely to be sustainable and stay in it. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. And I think you bring, you know, so much positive light. It's crazy. I just posted something on Power Fit yesterday that was like, let's stop with the all or nothing mindset because not only is it, well, I need to be doing all of these things, but if I slack on one of those things, then people feel like, oh, I just need to throw in the towel because I yeah, they spiral out of control almost. And it's like, okay, well, if I didn't hit my water today, why do I need to eat healthy for dinner? And then it goes on to tomorrow too. Yep. Yep. And things like that. So it's just like, let's take baby steps. Hey, you may end up taking a step back, whatever, but let's keep moving forward and in the right direction. But like I said, like making these small promises to yourself and, and then once, once you get consistent and you're doing that, then, then let's make these promises a little bit bigger, like just a little bit. And then I, and I promise you every time slow and steady wins the race. I know that sounds so cliche, but it does. Like mm -hmm. I've never, um, I've never met, I'm not going to say never, but more than likely if you lose that weight so fast or whatever you, it, it's not gonna, it's not going to stay off or you didn't create healthy habits to get there to make it easy for yourself, easier for yourself to or keep it, it off. It may not be healthy because, you know, health is three, three dimensional. It's more than just the fitness and the nutrition. It's, it's your mental health. It's the pressure mm -hmm. on yourself. It's how you sleep. It's being able to rest and truly rest without guilt or shame or blaming yourself or all of those things. Exactly. Yes. So Erica, tell me, cause I want to ask all the coaches this because it is honestly, probably one of the most popular questions we get when it comes to motivation. You know, what's your take on motivation? Uh, motivation is not like, it, it's not always going to be there. It's, it's not like, you know, you have that new year, new you hype, whatever in that month of January. And then kind of by the end of January, February, it starts to die down. So I, cr I create these habits and I'm a routine person um, you know, and create these habits for myself, like, okay, I'm gonna work out whatever. And, and if I do miss, like, it's it's not the end of the world, or I try to get some type of physical activity in, but mm -hmm. habits, routine, 
even if you have to, in the beginning, like schedule your workouts in, I'm, I'm like, I like mine to be at the same time every day, but that's, we don't live in a perfect world where that can happen every day, you know, life happens. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, okay, well, I got to go on my lunch break or whatever, but I know, like, I know myself and, and you know yourself best. So, you know, do are you more likely if you get home from work, are you really going to go to the gym if you are don't do well? I know that if, if it's three o'clock and I haven't gone to gone to the gym, it's harder to get me to go to the gym. So like I got to get my workouts in by then. So habits, routine, even in the beginning, in those beginning stages, scheduling your workouts in like it like it's an appointment. I have a date with the gym and that's what it is. Um, I think also kind of like surrounding yourself with a good support group. If you don't have one at home, you know, the PowerFit community is an amazing support group. And sometimes like I've texted some influencers before or even another coach and been like, I need you to tell me to get off my butt today and go to the gym. <laughs> Cause I just, like, sometimes you just need that. Like, yeah. And, and, and they do, they'll just text me and say, Hey girl, get off your butt and go to the gym. You got this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it is. So it's, it's kind of like your support group habits, routine and scheduling if need be. Sometimes, I mean, this may not be the best, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I think about the next event I have and, and I'm like, okay, I want to look good. I want to feel good for that. So, so I have this event coming up and, and I always have events coming up, <laughs> which means you have so, outfits that you got to wear and things you yes, to look exactly. Good for. And so like, sometimes like it, it, I have to look at it that way just to kind of, to keep me going. And it just, it just depends on the, obviously, like I said, it depends on the person and whatnot, but I think you can't go wrong with habits and a routine. And if you have to scheduling your things and, and your, and, and you bringing up the support group, I was literally going to ask that next. I was going to say, okay, tell me about the vibe of your group. Like, do you think that your group members help each other to show up or push each other when, you know, one is, you know, maybe more disciplined or one struggling more in the group. How, how does that look like for you? Yes, um, I do. I have even some, some girls from my group have become influencers and I've left them in my group. And like, I love that when someone asks a question, if I've answered it for somebody else, or even like an influencer who knows, you know, something on the topic as well, like people will answer for you, if, you know, maybe because I have an eight to five job, as well as my coaching. So Maybe I don't get to it fast enough, but there are other girls in there always willing to help and cheer each other on. And, you know, if someone has something going on and they share with the group, every, you know, everyone's like, I'm praying for you. It's, it's, it's just a good group and really cool people. I mean, I've had people. It's funny because I have such a wide range of people because I'm very I feel like I'm a very diverse person as far as I like, can see you having a very eclectic group of friends. I, I, I mean, I do. You know, what's funny is I have some very like. Barbie, like Barbie type friends who like, don't go mudding and things. And when I drug them mudding, you know, the first thing we do, we hit a hole and both of both the girls I'm with, they're like, I ain't pushing, I ain't getting us out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, but you know, that's, I end up with such a diverse group of friends and that's how my group is. I mean, I have some horse girls in there. I have a girl who chose me because, um, because she has a special, a special son and, you know, special, I put in my bio, like special needs kids. Like I want to do end up having something, um, at my gym where like, I have like a class for special needs because special needs whole, um, kids hold a special place in my heart. My aunt was special. And I actually, when I was a cheer coach, I, um, started a nonprofit special needs cheer team and it was all like, 
girls who were in high school and junior high who helped me coach it, you know, and they got to work with these other, you know, these kids. And, and so like, I have a girl in the group who just joined me because of that. And then I had someone who joined me because of my pizza picture. So <laughs> it's, it's just like such a, it, I love it that it's diverse because that's how, I, I don't know. I just, I just love it. Like it wouldn't be fun if everybody was the same. So I really like that. And I bet your, I bet your members like that too, because if they have people so different from them in the group, you know, they learn or get different ease or different things like that. Mm -hmm, exactly. And I, I mean, I have people who are married and, you know, have kids and people who don't, you know, and, and I don't have kids, but I'm, I have fur babies and <laughs> <laughs> things like that. So it's, it's a good, it's a good group and a very good atmosphere. And, and I'm grateful for each and every one of them. So kind of non-fitness, tell me a random fun fact about you that maybe someone wouldn't guess. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I uh, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it did. But um, so when I was younger, um, I told my dad he had a truck. He had bought a truck and I wanted that truck. And he was like, Erica, like I found a convertible Mercedes. Like, let me get you that. And I was like, no, I want the truck. And he was like, why do you need a truck that big? And I said, I need a truck to make all the boys jealous. And so, <laughs> I mean, the truck, like I was, I didn't even, my head didn't hit the door handle. Like that's, it was lifted. And on the back, it said, daddy, sweet money done jacked it up. And like, I'm a daddy's girl. So I don't know why that is the fun fact that popped into my head, but that is what I love that. Like I want to date Erica because I want her truck from a guy perspective. Yeah. I I literally and my people were like, Well, what if your truck's better than them? I was like, so we'll just go places in my truck. Like, whatever. I don't care. I love anything but the ordinary or the stereotype for you. Yes, yes. Um, well, we're already over 40, 40 minutes and I've we just started talking like you're just such a great talker conversation goes so smoothly. Your story just, you know, kind of told itself and like led straight into all things about coaching. So maybe as we kind of start to wrap up, tell me maybe some of your favorite quotes or um, favorite sayings or I don't know, things that keep you inspired. So I'm going to say my favorite quote, and it's been this for forever and it's off of, um, Oh my gosh, it's off a movie and I can't think of it. It's one of the Cinderella movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it's never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And, you know, I have, I created a box in high school that has all my little memory type stuff in it. And that quote is on that box. And it actually, it reminds me of too, when I did the challenge last year and I almost did not turn in my after pictures because I fell off for you know, two, three months in the middle of it. And mm -hmm. I was like, no way, like I'm going to win or whatever, because, because I'd fallen off and I wasn't where I wanted to be at that time and whatnot. But I made, if I didn't turn them in, I wouldn't have made top 10. And I made, I like qualified in the top 10. And like, that felt so good, even though I wasn't in the money or anything, but that felt good. And I was like, my hard work did pay off and it does show someone else isn't seeing it, but like, don't let the fear of like not winning or not doing something, keep you from doing it. Um, that's I think that's so true. And I love that you tied it to the challenge. Cause I, I think maybe kind of women can get too hard on themselves. I mean, mm -hmm. 
I do it. I think we're all our hardest critic at times. And just like you, you're like, well, maybe I don't want to turn it in because I'm not going to be the winner. But I mean, you made the top 10 and you had such a great success story within yourself that you yourself were, were a winner, you know, and I, I yeah. hate to sound like that with the challenges, but I really think the hardest part of my job with Power Fit is choosing those challenge winners because I don't believe that everyone deserve, you know, should get a trophy, you know, in normal life, but like competing in a challenge, taking very raw before photos, showing up for six months, turning in after photos, even if you didn't show up as much as you wanted to or lose as much as you wanted to or build as much as you wanted to, like that really starts to make me think much more on that everyone deserves a trophy because it's hard like yeah at hard. least everyone who started and ended almost you know what yes. I mean at least like a pat on the back you know what because yes like, like taking those pictures like they're hard man and when they you are. see those pictures and you're like oh my gosh like and, and you really have to like take them and store them in a folder and not look at them whatever and and sometimes it, it just, it, that's just the way it is. Like life happens. Like give yourself grace, you know, don't give yourself excuses. That's not like it, but give yourself grace and like, just finish it, finish what you started. You know, I was always, um, like my parents wouldn't, if I wanted to quit something, like I had to finish out the year. Like if I wanted to quit cheer, well, I better finish out that season and that year, whatever the case may be. Like, because you're not quitting in the middle of something. Well, that was this... how my parents were too. They said, you don't have to do anything, but if you start it, you have to finish it. Exactly. So the same, like with the challenge, I was like, even though I did not want to turn in those pictures and, and I did not want to, I was like, man, I just didn't, it wasn't the, the results I wanted. Mm -hmm. I still got like, I still felt so good about it at the end. I was like, no way. Like, I, I was like, really? Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, what if I didn't though? I never would have known. I never would have been in the top 10 and, and you may just, have been like more down on yourself or hard on yourself about it. Exactly. And, and, and that, that wouldn't have been fun. And I wouldn't have had a learning lesson out of it either. Like, it's like, okay, now you know, I'm starting, I, I am in this challenge and you know, I got to work out for two days and then I had surgery and I'm still, I'm not able to work out. And so I'm like six, I have six weeks before I can. So I'm like, I have a behind start going in, but I'm like, I can't think of it that way. So in the six weeks, what can I focus on that, that I can, you know, help me reach my goals for this challenge and whatnot. And that's kind of like, I focused on nutrition and water during this time because, you know, due to not being able to work out. So. Yeah. And in a six month span, you know, a lot of people will either get sick get sick or life will happen to where you cannot have a perfect record all six months. Exactly. Much, you know, so I'm really glad you shared that because I really hope there's a listener out there who is like, you know what? I fell off for a month or two or three of the six month challenge, but I'm still going to like pick up that last month and finish strong because truly I would have never known that about your journey until, you know, last year when you had said, I almost didn't even turn in my after photos. Because what I saw is I thought it was a great six month challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and during that time, I also got co So not only did I like get down on the dunks when I found out that I had high cholesterol and then I like tried changing all this stuff, then I got overwhelmed and like almost kind of freaked out. And then I got COVID and then I'm like, you know, but it's one thing after the we other. almost like want to be like, am I supposed to toss in the towel? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's not about like you know, all the times that you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get back up and, 
That's what you got to do. You just got to keep getting back up. And, you know, some people may get back up in a week, some may be a month, and some may be a year, but just get back up. I love that. Well, is there anything else you want to add for the listeners to hear as we kind of wrap this one up? Um, The only thing I would say is like, you know, find your why and, and it may evolve. It may change, um, you know, if and just and just show up, for, if not for you, like think about, you know, I'm thinking about all all my nieces and nephews and what they see too. Like, you know, my habits, they see them, they notice my nephews like, can I have this drink? It has zero sugar in it. And I'm like, you're five. Like, (laughs) why do you know this? Um, They pay attention. They absorb so much. And these habits like that you create now will reflect on them. And, and that's why I think about not only them, but my future kids. Like I want, if I have a girl, I don't want her to go through like when I was in high school and, I was a cheerleader and I was a base. Like I'm five foot two. Most bases are, are like bigger. The mo- five. If you're five foot two, you're in the air. You're flying. No, I'm short and I had stocky and I had muscles before muscles were good, like hot on girls, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that. Like, and so I, I want to build like these healthy, good habits and a good relationship with myself for my future kids. And, and I hope that someone else thinks about that you know, if, if you can't do it for you, think about that as well. Cause you know, my number one reason for doing it is for me, my physical and mental health, but also I think about all the things that I'm doing and building for my niece and the example I'm setting for my niece and nephew. And then all the, these things that I'm going to be able to teach my kid and hopefully not have, you know, them have a complex or anything like, like I did growing up and whatnot. Like my mom used to pick me out on the cheer floor by my, the muscle on my legs. Like she used to spot me by my leg muscles and I used to hate them. I used to cry about them. Like, and I'm like, now I'm like, I wish my muscles were that hot and they will be that hot. uh, uh, Once I get back in the gym after I'm cleared and all that, but you know, just like one of those things that, you know, be an example for your kids if you can't do it for you or, you know, those around you, because people are watching. They, they really are. And, and you don't, you don't know that they are until maybe you stop or something because like they'll, they'll say, Hey, what's going on? You haven't, I haven't seen you work out or you haven't been here. You know, I've had people, I've run into people at the grocery store and they're like, well, I haven't seen you at the gym. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> trust me, you don't realize people are how much you want to go until you can't go. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, Erica, it was a pleasure. We had a great episode with you. Um, this is now our number two episode of this mini series with the coaches. So be sure you go check out Tracy Jones's that we did previously. This one's Erica's and we have many more coming in the future. So we would love to hear your feedback, you know, answer your questions. We hope that this brings you a lot of value and insight to the coaching community that we offer at PowerFit. And ultimately, even if you're not a member of PowerFit, we hope that you take some kind of tidbit or knowledge or, you know, something from someone else's story that you can relate to maybe better your own. So leave us a review. Go ahead and share this on your Instagram story. Feel free to tag us. We hope that you have loved this episode. Um, Erica, you want to say bye? Yes. Um, thank you so much for having um, me on the Unbothered bon- Blondes podcast. Um, it was seriously super fun. It's not as nerve wracking as you. I was going to say, are your butterflies still there? (laughs) Once I started, it was great. Like I did it. Butterflies were gone and everything. And I was worried about babbling because I could be a babbler. 
you're a natural. <laughs> so, um, but yes, thank you so much for having um, me on here. And if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out about anything, you can find me at Erica Lynn Fit on pretty much any any um, social media. Erica with a K. So, and we also have all the coaches um, Instagram. Uh, linked on their bios on our website too. So that's a yes. quick, easy way to find them in case you can't find them on your own. So we hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next one with our next coach. Thanks for tuning in everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.